this is episode 7 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings, having a human experience. Meditation cured my anxiety. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my journey with meditation and why I think every single person needs to start meditating today. So as I've mentioned in the past, I've always been a pretty spiritual person. It's just something that innately, it just felt natural for me. So what I thought that meditation was, was simply sitting in silence, sitting cross-legged with your fingers in a mudra and in complete silence and just silencing your thoughts. And I always knew that it was quite challenging to do this. So it's not something that I started until a bit later on in my life. So as a teenager and a younger adult in my early 20s and mid-20s, I always enjoyed attending meditation groups. So I didn't meditate regularly. I only started meditating regularly about three years ago now. But up until then, I, I loved attending meditation groups. I, just, I would just feel just really relaxed and blissed out after attending a beautiful meditation group and being in the same energy of, of people. It just felt beautiful. And then as I've mentioned as well, I've always used yoga as a form of meditation as well, which I do, I've often practiced yoga nearly every day. And always my, one of my favorite parts in yoga is always Shavasana. So you get a little bit of time there, you know, a short meditation at the end of a yoga practice. But yoga for me has always been a form of meditation practice. When I finished high school, I then went straight off to TAFE and completed my certificate for and diplomas in community service and mental health, alcohol and other drugs, and then later counseling. And as soon as I finished my certificate for and while I was still studying, I got a a job straight away. I did my student placement in a mental health service called Mind Australia and I'm located in Gippsland so we have plenty of mental health here in Gippsland. I think most people do. I think the the closer you get to the beach the less mental health there is but where I am where I've been my whole life there's always been a lot of mental health issues within the community Going into this field, I knew that there would always be plenty of work for me. And I just, I I was quite passionate about mental health from my studies and also from my own personal experiences. My nan has been diagnosed with different mental illnesses, same as my mother, my sister, um, even myself as a teenager. I battled with depression mainly because of some of the experiences and the traumas that I'd have that I had as a as a teenager and a child so I felt like I understood mental health from a personal level 
So I went into mental health and I started working with people with all different mental illnesses like borderline personality disorder, bipolar, schizophrenia. But if I'm totally honest, my least favorite sort of client to work with was people with the diagnosis of depression and anxiety. Depression I could get and I could work with them and I feel like I didn't have to work with them for too long before before there was a real improvement because depression is not letting the past go and anxiety is a fear of the future. So often those two go hand in hand. But out of all the different clients with different mental illnesses, I really struggled with people that had been diagnosed with crippling anxiety. And it's because I really didn't understand it. I didn't understand a fear of the future. I'd always been intuitive, so I'd always seen my future very clearly. And being on the spiritual path, I I just felt like my future was looking good. I always felt very good within myself and my own future. I didn't feel the need to, to fear it for myself. For other people, a lot of their anxiety just didn't seem to make sense to them. And even sort of explaining it as a fear of the future, that still didn't really make sense. So I really struggled having any empathy for those experiencing crippling anxiety here when I worked in mental health that I started trying to create my own meditation practice because I'd always done the things if if someone told me it was good for me I would do it I really wanted to live a good life reading about how good meditation was for you in so many different ways I'd always loved looking at scientific research and you know different scans of the brain showing after people had meditated and that sort of thing so I knew it was something that I wanted to incorporate into my my day and my practice so I started attempting a morning meditation so just 20 minutes and I would sit on my bed in silence and honestly it was so challenging I would often just feel annoyed about the whole thing. I've always been quite a busy sort of person and I just couldn't clear my mind. My mind just would not stop thinking mostly about all the things that I needed to do. So I just, I felt like meditation was a complete waste of time, especially in the morning when I wanted to go and get ready and start ticking off my to-do list. I've always been a very productive, motivated, achievement sort of focused person. So I really, really struggled. And I did this for months you know, really trying to to sit there and, and meditate and to get somewhere with it. I'd spoken to different people and they said, you know, just keep giving it time, just keep keep at it and it will get easier. But it really didn't for me at that point in my life. It felt completely unnecessary unnecessary and I really struggled to feel the benefits of meditating in this way. So eventually I gave up on that, of course, because I wasn't getting any benefit from it. But then after I became a mother, I started experiencing anxiety for the first time. So obviously creating a little human that I had to be so responsible for filled me with so much anxiety. I just, 
I was so concerned over the right choices and what was the best thing for my baby. I just wanted to give him the best life. And, and I just consumed myself with like learning everything I could about babies and kids and becoming a parent. I, you know, delved right into all the parenting books and different things like that. So I had this anxiety every day of my life just by being a mother. And then my son was diagnosed with a cow's milk protein intolerance at four months old. So almost within within two weeks, I would say, of of having him, he would just cry and cry and cry. And as a first time mother, and at that point in my life, I didn't have my my own mum involved in my life. I thought that's what babies did. I thought they just cried and cried. And one day he he cried for seven hours straight. He screamed in pain for seven hours straight and I thought that was normal. So I'm trying to do all the right things for my baby, not knowing that by consuming dairy, I was causing him so much pain. So yeah, there was so many different like experiences after that, but more or less hearing him cry I would get anxiety, like I would have an anxious response to that because it was just like torture. I remember even talking to Rani, who's been on the podcast, and telling her the experiences that I was having sort of months after. And I just couldn't stand to hear my baby cry. So then I started developing a little like trauma response from him crying because it just sent me back to those hours and hours I spent with him crying in pain. In that scenario, I did give up dairy and then we were able to have a more beautiful experience, but he went through a massive gut healing journey within within himself. Well, more or less, I went through a journey healing his gut after that. But experiencing anxiety for the first time, I really started to understand what my clients had been going through. So it was during this time that I did attempt more meditations and I would do some guided meditations before bed just here and there, but nothing regularly. It did feel good. I definitely felt a difference within myself. That time before bed just seemed to suit me better because I was in a more relaxed state. My brain wasn't ticking away with all the things that I needed to do. So even just that, if you've struggled with getting a meditation practice, it could just be a matter of the timing of the day. What's the best time for you? And I have really found that before bed works really well for me. But as I mentioned, I wasn't doing this regularly. I would just do it when I felt like it, when I sort of reminded myself that it would feel good afterwards. It was also here during motherhood that I started creating my own mindfulness activities. So I used to talk to my own clients in mental health about mindfulness and the benefits of that. And as a mother, it felt like I was constantly multitasking, which triggered my anxiety. So I created my own mindfulness activity and every day I would mindfully make myself a cup of tea. So as the kettle boiled, I wasn't multitasking. I wasn't looking at my phone. I would do my best just to be in my own little bubble. 
I would try not to sort of answer the kids if they were just telling me something. I would just take that time just for me, for myself only. And I would open up all of my senses. I would listen to the kettle. I would smell whatever's around me. I would even just feeling the heat coming off the kettle, just really being completely mindful over exactly what I was doing in that present moment and really bringing myself into the present moment. And this helped me so much. So just doing that simple task of making a cup of tea and then sitting there and drinking that cup of tea mindfully was really, really beneficial for me. A few months after my daughter was born, actually it was probably about six months after my daughter was born or yeah, six to eight months. So I had a a very new little baby and my little toddler and I came home one day to find that my house had been broken into. So what happened was I put my key into the door and then realized that the glass around my door had been broken and somebody had broken in straight through the front door. So as soon as I put my key in and turned the door handle and then realized, I just went into a complete state of fear for my life. I didn't know if I was interrupting someone breaking in. I didn't know what to expect. I just went into this complete state of fear and holding my daughter as well. I just felt completely vulnerable and completely disempowered. Yeah, all sorts of things were running through my mind in that moment. And I walked in and my whole house had been completely torn apart. Any expensive items that I had, I only had a few a few items, my laptop, a good camera, my hard drive, and I think there was something else as well that might have been put in the cupboard but as a single mother I wasn't really living it up in expenses so to target me they really didn't get much for what they'd done to me and I guess for anyone having their house broken into would be a horrifying experience but as I mentioned just just being a single mother and not having a whole lot to steal in the first place was yeah it was it, I just was completely heartbroken by that experience whoever broke into my house had completely gone through the kids rooms so it felt like they had touched everything in the house like all the kids clothes had been strewn everywhere and it was horrible and as somebody who is so sensitive about energy I felt completely violated in my space and it took me weeks to clean up the mess and the person who broke into my house was never caught they stole a hard drive that I had I thought I was doing so well in terms of backing up my phone and keeping all these you know photos of my beautiful babies and they stole my hard drive which had everything on it from my daughter's birth and yeah everything and it meant so much more than to me than what that person might have received money for. 
it was a truly heartbreaking experience for me. And although I wasn't hurt in it, which was my fear in walking in, was that I would find somebody and that they would hurt me. I didn't have that experience, thank goodness, because there's nothing I could have done to really protect myself in that manner, holding my little baby in my arms. But after this, I was just completely broken in so many ways. I started experiencing extreme anxiety so badly that it it was like the people I worked with years ago, it was crippling and I couldn't even get myself and the kids out of the car to go to the supermarket to do a food shop. I was just so full of fear and I could not shake it. And so many things triggered me like like mess. When you've got a toddler, they create so much mess and seeing mess would completely trigger me and take me back to that moment of seeing my house having been broken into and, and having somebody go through all of your things. So after talking to Rani again, because she was a very important person in my life at that point especially, she suggested that I go and seek some professional help because I was really, really struggling. So she linked me in with a counsellor and this counsellor was great because she used more alternative methods, you know, going back to that holistic counselling. So this counsellor, I've made contact with her because I would love to get her on the podcast because her what she gave me is what I want to share with you all. So I would go to my appointment and I told her the different things that I was dealing with She not only did counseling, but she did mindfulness, meditation, and also had degrees in neuroscience. So she she understood the brain and how the brain functions. And what she did with me was just meditations, teaching me how to do meditations. So she gave me a recording of herself doing this guided meditation specifically designed to cure anxiety. And she told me I would have to do this meditation every single day for 30 days. And then after that, my anxiety would be cured. And I did. It might have taken maybe 60 days because she said if you don't do it for a day, you would have to start fresh, start at day one again the next day. You had to do it every single day. And it was a very short meditation. And after I had done it for 30 days straight... I didn't feel that anxiety anymore. I could start to function again. I wasn't as triggered. It was incredible. So I would do that anxiety meditation, if not every day after that, I would just sort of, I I started playing around with different meditations. I would do meditations to clear my chakras, to do grounding, clearing my energy, just all sorts. I, I really fell in love with guided meditations after this. So I feel like for some people, they might sort of be like, oh, it's only a guided meditation. Like guided meditations, especially designed by somebody who has a background in neuroscience, can be extremely powerful. Do not underestimate the power of meditation even guided meditations, they can completely change your life because that's what happened to me. This meditation completely cured my anxiety and I have not had to experience that since because now I do meditate every single day. There, there are definitely times 
where it may be my week with the kids as I I share care with my kids with their dad and I know that it is hard for mothers especially to find the time to meditate. So for me doing a guided meditation before bed is the best time for me. So I put the kids to bed and you know you might you may have kids that wake up throughout the night but you should be able to get 20 minutes to meditate and just play a guided meditation even if you fall asleep the meditation will still go through to your subconscious. So you will still receive the benefits of meditating even if you fall asleep. So there are many different ways to meditate. You can do guided meditations on anything. You can do it on clearing your womb. You can do it for attracting love. Any issue that you may be having, You can type into Spotify or YouTube and have heaps of guided meditations to help you with any issue. But there are are ways to meditate that a lot of people wouldn't realize. So again, just finding a way to meditate every single day. So you can do a dance meditation. You can do a walking meditation. As I mentioned, yoga can be a form of meditation. So as long as you are doing it mindfully, which it's nearly impossible to do yoga, you know, without being completely mindful and fully present. That's the whole point of yoga. There are mantra meditations. So again, you can just go on on Spotify or YouTube. There's different people that do different mantras for different things. And then that way, it's sort of a bit more active. You're able to contribute, I guess, a little bit more by doing an OM or there's, there's many, many different mantra meditations. And even people that do mantra meditation challenges. So they might put out 30 different mantra meditations every day for 30 days. There's different things like that that you can explore. A body scan meditation is a really, really important meditation. If you've never done that before, I highly recommend you doing a body scan guided meditation. And what that is, you just go through every single part of your body and you tune into it and see how it feels if you are starting your day so if you do prefer to meditate at the start of your day you want to go from the feet upwards to the ground to the crown chakra or if you are ending your day you want to start from your head all the way down to your feet because that's sort of ending your day and grounding yourself for the day and putting you into more more of a relaxed state whereas going upwards to the head is is generally activating the higher chakras so that's best if you want to use your intuition or you want a bit more energy for the day or mental focus is really good for that i also highly recommend doing grounding clearing and protecting meditations and in the show notes for this one I'm going to link all my favorite meditations on this but in particular Lynn Ames on YouTube does a clearing grounding protecting meditation and this is my favorite guided meditation and I generally do this meditation every single day sometimes twice a day and it's quite short and sweet but it works on everything because you really want to ground your energy clear your energy and protect your energy every single day so then you're doing those practices that you need to do 
as well as meditating. It's sort of a all in one, you know, rather than needing to meditate and then I got to ground myself and then I got to protect my energy and then I got to clear my chakras. Like she does everything in that one. So that one's a really, really good one. So after I cured my anxiety by using meditation, I was then able to tune into my intuition more clearly. I wasn't bogged down with mind chatter and anxiety and depression and all of this stuff. I, I was able to release all of that and then open myself up to other spiritual practices and other things to heighten my own spiritual journey. It was about three years ago now that I started attending spiritual groups and psychic development groups. So I knew that I wanted to launch my business Pixie Steps and I wanted extra training and extra sort of validation for my own intuition. So in these groups, one in particular, I was introduced to the Akashic Records. So in lots of different spiritual groups and psychic development groups, there's lots of meditation because, again, meditation is a huge part of your intuition. If you are not meditating every day, you are going to find it harder to access your intuition. So after I was introduced to the Akashic Records, I started using the Akashic Records and basically you do a prayer and I'll probably do a whole episode just on the Akashic Records because this is what I use within my readings. If you get a reading from me, I will ask for your permission to access your Akashic Records. And the way that I do that is through meditation. So I get myself into a meditative state and I say the prayer to open up the Akashic Records and I let the information come through to me. So I sit, I sit in that sort of meditation position cross-legged and I generally have a notepad and I just sit there with my eyes closed and I just do some automatic writing more or less and just write down everything that I receive. So that's how I started expanding my intuitive abilities and if you receive a, a reading from me, percentage of what you receive is what I receive in meditation so I meditate on you for half an hour sometimes 40 minutes and and I get a lot of information that way so there's another motivator to create a meditation practice is if you are wanting to heighten or enhance your intuitive abilities meditation is key if you haven't already check me out on youtube Simply search Pixie Rose and all my videos will come up. I have my own guided meditations on YouTube as well as an informational video for how to meditate. And in this video, I go through all the different ways that you can meditate and how you can incorporate meditation into your daily life. So check out that video. It's meant to be informative and a little bit funny because it's kind of boring just doing a video about, you know, meditation. Like there's only so much, you know, meditation that you can watch someone else do. So I did try and make it a little bit humorous and a little bit more entertaining. So I would love to hear from you over on YouTube. Let me know if that video helped you at all and inspired you to get meditating.
I feel like part of my mission here on earth is to help everybody reach their rainbow light bodies. And I want to get into that more in the future because it's definitely a massive topic to discuss. But ultimately, we are here to grow and evolve. And I really, truly believe one of, there's many ways to do it, but really meditation is the ultimate and there's no excuse anyone can do it. I meditate with my kids. My kids are three and five years old and they already have meditation as a part of their daily lives as well. So check out my video that may inspire you to create your own meditation practice. Also, follow me on Instagram at spiritual underscore AF the podcast, which I will link all of these different things to the show notes. So please check out the show notes for different meditations, YouTube videos, and also my Instagram account. But I'd really love to hear from you. If you are enjoying this podcast, please follow me. And for more interdimensional conversations on all things life, death, and everything in between, don't forget, even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.